The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now, here's Dr. Marianne. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Dr. Mary Ann Chase and I am so glad to have you with me this morning or today. Anyway, today's show is going to be about free will. Do you have free will or not? So it should be a very interesting show. But before I get into that, I'd like to let everybody know that you can connect with me on my website, thehealingwhisper.com, as well as Facebook, The Healing Whisper page, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And don't forget to head on over to voiceamerica.tv, check out The Healing Whisper, Mary Ann's Garden, which is a show about gardening mindfully. I'd also like to let everybody know that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase. Please always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. Free will. What exactly is free will? Well, we tend to think of it as something that we choose to do and we just do it. It's because we have the ability to choose to do something, whether it's something good, whether something bad, or anywhere in between. That is what is free will, at least in my definition of free will. Now, there are those that will define free will as something entirely different, as something that where you are separate from any influences of the, like, of God or influences of culture or friends that you have no uh, influences outside of yourself. And that is what some people call free will. However, we have to look at that in maybe a different perspective that since we're really not 
a single individual. Yeah, I I know. As much as you'd like to think at times that you are you are it. That is really not the case. We are all connected. And how are we all connected? We are connected energetically. How else when somebody has an upset in their lives that is really not your upset, why is it that you get upset? Why is it when somebody passes away that maybe you know well, maybe it's a family member, why is it that you get upset and grieve? It is because you are connected with those other people. So really, we are all connected to each other. We humans are. Every single human in the world. And I don't know your belief systems, but I personally believe that we are all connected to God. I also personally believe it is because of God that we were created and that we exist. So how can we not be connected to God? It's something that some people just don't like to hear. But be that as it may, that's what I believe And so, in that respect, we are not really entities in and of ourselves. We are all connected. So, being all connected, what does this have to do with free will? Well, if you think of free will as something that you do solely on your own, then that may not be the situation. If you think of free will as a way to make decisions and when you decide to do something, no matter those connections, then yeah, that would be considered free will. So now here's the big question. Do you have free will Or do you not have free will? And the question comes down to, yes, if you have free will, then you make every single decision just out of what logically comes into you. It all has to do with logic. So, let's just take a, an example of a logical decision. What might be considered a logical decision? You get a job. You actually get two jobs. And you need to make the decision on which job to take. So, you, you use your logic to say, okay, One job pays better than the other, but the one that pays better 
has fewer benefits. And the one with fewer benefits, although it doesn't pay as well, has greater chance of going up, getting elevated than the one that has better benefits. So you're using all of these things to decide on the job. And are you forgetting one little element like, huh, your heart? What does your heart tell you? Or, you know, in in some people's cases, they call it their gut. What is their gut instinct on getting that job? So, is that free will to use your gut instinct on getting that job? So, what does that look like? So we've got two jobs, one with better benefits but lower pay, one with higher pay, worse benefits, but a greater chance of going up in the job. And so what does your gut tell you? Okay, let's look at that. The gut may be saying, okay, do I like the person that, or the people that I would be working with? Did I even get a chance to meet them? How do I feel about that? Are you asking people? Are you asking God? Are you asking your heart? Which is the best place for me? And you know, I think I come from personal experience Everybody comes from personal experience on choosing relationships and jobs and not going with our heart. And when that happens, sometimes those relationships in the job are really not so great and we end up having to quit or find another job. And that happens when we don't use our heart. Or as some people call it, the right brain. Using your creative self to make a decision. So what really made that decision? You think, Well, my logical brain made the decision to take that job. Even though it has fewer benefits, it's got higher pay. So that's why I chose to take that job. Yeah, and the people weren't so great. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of problems there. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh. (laughs) We tend to fall back. But what really chose that job for you? Was it your free will? Was it that logical brain? And folks, that is what I am calling free will. It's that logical brain, that left brain, that we as a culture 
have learned to live in. It is that side of the brain that makes us in school achieve grades. It is that side of the brain, that logical side of the brain, that some people call an ox. It just plods along every day, just doing what it knows to do, and that's think logically. We haven't used our creative sides, our right brain, to make those decisions. There may be a good reason that the word right is considered also good. Did you make the right decision? Or did you make a left decision? Did you use that right brain to make a creative decision about a job? And if you did use that right brain, if you did go with your gut instinct and things still went wrong, what is up with that? That also affects our free will. So after the break, folks, we'll talk about what's going on when you use your right brain and things don't work. Don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandrabali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and today we are talking about free will. Just before the break, I mentioned something about the fact that if we make a decision to do something from our logical brain, sometimes, oftentimes, it may not be the right decision. And so the decisions really need to come from our right brain, our heart brain, our creative brain. And yet, it sometimes seems that when we make those kinds of decisions from our heart, that things just aren't happening. And, or happening right, or something happens again. That is the same old thing. Let's just take a rather, uh, shall we say, famous example. That being a person that gets into a abusive marriage. That person gets out of the abusive marriage and then remarries back into the same situation. Another abusive marriage. And when that person married got into that relationship, they really truly believed in their heart that this was the right person because they love that person. And yet, it tends to be still an abusive situation. And psychologists and psychiatrists will tell you, well, that's because that person has a very low opinion of themselves and they feel they deserve to be beaten. And I, t- I tend to agree with that because our beliefs are really what make us operate in certain ways. So that person that gets into an abusive situation has some sort of belief that was formed that they are to be physically abused. Maybe they saw it in their parental relationships. Maybe they were told and developed that belief that they deserved this abusive relationship. And so even though their logical brain says, this is a good person, I'm going to develop a relationship with this person, they have never said or done or demonstrated in any way that this is going to be abusive. And yet, it still turns out to be abusive. That was that logical brain talking. And yet there is in their heart, in their creative side, that part, little part that's whispering, saying, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But the louder whisper is that belief that says, do it, you deserve it. This is what you deserve. And folks, it doesn't matter where that belief came from. 
what matters is that belief is there. So using this example, if a person has found themselves in more than one abusive relationship, you have to start taking a look. Why did I make this choice again? There is something about my self-belief that has co-opted my free will. And that's what it comes down to. Something in a person's belief system has taken away their free will. It could be something as simple as a belief system about how much you weigh. Are you overweight to protect yourself because that's how I can be safe? Do you continue to jump from job to job to job because the people that you're working with won't get along with you or you can't get along with them? Same thing. Same thing. When you find yourself in a situation that is not where you want to be, Something is taking away your free will. And folks, that something is your belief system. And it's very difficult. And it tends to put a person into a situation of no hope. If my beliefs that I have hold held dear even though I don't know what they are, if those beliefs are keeping me from making the correct choices in my life, then what's the use? It also has a danger of saying, well, I'm not making these choices. It's my beliefs. And I don't know where I got those beliefs. Maybe I inherited them. And yes, you can inherit beliefs. Maybe it's just my DNA, which is really inheriting beliefs. And so I don't take responsibility for my actions. There's the danger in the thinking that I have no free will. The potential of not taking responsibility. Now, there was an article that I read recently. It was in The Atlantic, June 2016. And the article is just exactly about this lack of free will. The article says that no one has free will and that there have been some studies done in the 70s that when a certain group of people, they they took a group of people and a small segment of that was told that convinced that they didn't have free will. And then another segment 
was allowed to continue with the idea that they had free will. And they, shall we say, tempted the people that believed there was no free will with little things like, here's an opportunity to take some money, or here's an opportunity to be dishonest. And the ones that believed there was no free will were more likely to be dishonest than the ones that believed there was free will. Now, what's up with that? Because those studies really created the idea that, well, people still have to believe they've got free will to prevent them from becoming criminals because they felt, well, you know, it's not me stealing that money. It's just the lack of uh, free will. But you know, folks, if those individuals that stole were dishonest, didn't already have that belief that they could be dishonest, if they didn't already have that belief down there in their heart, it wouldn't have happened. Now, remember, this study said these individuals were more likely. What about those individuals that still were taught they didn't have free will, but they weren't dishonest? That particular piece was left out of the explanation of this study. Why didn't those people become dishonest? Why didn't those people steal money? And what I'm saying here, it's because even though they didn't believe they had free will, they also had a belief that stealing was wrong. What about those people that were in the segment that had the belief they were still free will? Why didn't they steal? Well, the study said they were less likely to steal. There were still those people that stole the money. So with this study, was it just unlucky that more people were dishonest in the no free will group? We don't know. But I propose it is because the individuals that believed they had free will, but also believed that they could steal, used that belief that, well, everything around me says I shouldn't steal. So, well, even though I believe it's okay to steal, I'm going to fall to the cultural pressures. I'm going to use my will power. You know what? Willpower doesn't work for any long period of time. 
and presented again and again and again with the same temptation, the same opportunity to steal whatever it was, those individuals, even though they believed in free will, I believe they would have stolen anyway. So is it important to believe that you have free will, even though you may not really have free will? That's an interesting question. And it's a question that the psychologists and psychiatrists and the researchers have not been able to answer. But I think there is an answer. So folks, when we come back from the break, I'll let you know what I think. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Today we are talking about free will. Is there free will or not? And uh, just before the break, I was speaking to the thought that if there is no free will... One of the things that tends to happen to people is they become a a little bit fatalistic. And um, in the actions that they take, appearing to take no responsibility for their actions. And the danger in this belief that there is no free will, or maybe even a fact that there is no free will, is just that. People say, well, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. It was my lack of willpower. It was the lack of free will. And you know what, folks? I have no free will. So, yeah. 
and we could see our court system. Let's just say somebody commits murder and says, you know what? I didn't commit the murder. It was my belief system, and that's not me. So you cannot convict me on murder because I didn't do it. And honestly, we have seen cases like that, and it's called insanity sometimes. (laughs) But there is free will. And... We just have to learn how to achieve that fact that there is free will. How do you do that? I I mean, really, how do you do that? What if a person is a murderer? They killed somebody. That's pretty, pretty awful. And Did they do that because momentarily, momentarily the act of killing brought them pleasure? Now, folks, that's a pretty darned extreme example. Let's go to a a little milder example, something that we all experience. And that comes down to eating and food. Right from the moment we were born, food brings us pleasure. And that's what it comes right down to. When we were born, we seek pleasure. We don't want pain. And when our little tummies got empty, that's painful. And the food brought pleasure. And it sticks with us. Eating, getting my stomach full, is pleasure. And so when the pain of the world intrudes in our little joyful world as an infant, where do we go? Food. We eat for pleasure. And so we start living our lives in pain versus pleasure. Always, always, always seeking pleasure. Now that is perfectly fine for an infant. That's perfectly fine for a three-year-old. But is that fine for somebody that has fully developed their brains, they have grown beyond that need to only get pleasure and avoid pain. And again, that is what it comes right down to, pain versus pleasure. When we're in pain, Our fear kicks in. What are we afraid of? Well, when it comes to food, the fear thing is that it's a survival thing. And if we're going to survive, we need food. But what about something even um, less obvious? 
love. I need love to not be in pain. Slightly less obvious. But is food that substitution for love? Is an abusive relationship a substitute for love? Is a bad job a substitute for love? Folks, we are all wired, hardwired for love. And that's something that we seek all the time. That is a basic desire is for love. It's even not just a desire. It is an absolute need. Love, joy, and peace. They all bring us pleasure. And how we seek to get that pleasure all depends upon our belief system. If we have a belief that we will get love, joy, or peace by stealing something, even momentarily, that's what we will do. If we have a belief system that we will get love, joy, or peace by being in an abusive relationship, even temporarily, that's what we will do. Lots of individuals that are in an abusive relationship will say, but I love them. They apologize. They said they were sorry. I'm going to give them another chance. And then the pleasure comes back. They said they were sorry. That's pleasurable. They said, I'll never do it again. That's pleasurable. That brings the peace. And yes, you may very well love that person that has been abusing you. And you can continue to love that person. And you should continue to love that person. But you don't have to continue being in that abusive relationship. You can continue and you can love, learn to love your coworkers in a job that is not going so great for you. But that doesn't mean you have to stay in the job. It does bring money so that you can buy food, so that you can have shelter, and maybe you do need to stay in that job. But kind of as an aside, let me tell you this. Once you start loving those individuals, truly loving them unconditionally, no matter what they do that you work with, things will start getting better. It's almost magical. And if you want to use that word magic, that's great. But you know what, folks? It's a law of the universe. When we love unconditionally, things will start changing. And I said that was an aside to the work piece, but it really isn't. 
This is what leads me into how do we get our free will back? And there you have it. You can have free will. You don't have to sit there and say, oh, I have no free will. What's the use? There's no hope for me. Because it doesn't have to be that way. You can get that free will back. You can stop living in the cycle of pain and pleasure. Pain and pleasure. What brings me pleasure? Oh, it's eating. Oh, and then you're in pain because maybe you overate or maybe you're putting yourself on a guilt trip or any of a number of things that you find yourself doing. You don't know why you're doing them, but you continue finding yourself doing them. And it's not you. It's your beliefs. And to change those beliefs, the very first thing that you need to do is change them with love. What does love do? What does unconditional love do? Well, it brings into our lives what I call grace. And what many, many people call grace. What is grace? It is unconditional love. That you are loved no matter what you do. So let's take a look at that person that committed a murder. And you might be asking, how can we love that person? Well, you know what? They committed a murder not out of their own free will. They committed a murder out of their belief system. What it means is that you do have to love that person. You do have to forgive that person. Unconditionally, it doesn't mean that they are off the hook for the crime that they committed. It doesn't mean that they don't have to pay a price for the crime that was committed. But it starts teaching that individual, and they may never even meet you. It starts teaching that individual what love is. And as soon as that individual that has committed even a heinous crime like murder, that if they love unconditionally, that is the ultimate pleasure. And it is the pleasure that doesn't go away. It is an extraordinarily difficult thing to do, folks. And I'm not here saying, just love, just love, airy-fairy. You know, we're just going to love the world. No, I, I is saying is that is a way. And it can take time, and it can take learning. 
and it can take quite an effort. But there are definitely ways of learning to love unconditionally so that you can change those beliefs, bring in positive, true beliefs, and have free will. We'll talk about some of those ways when we come back from the break. So don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. listening to the healing whisper a return to peace if you would like to comment or have a question about our show today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 if you'd rather send an email our email address is the healing whisper at mindspring.com now back to the show Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and thanks for sticking with me. Today we are talking about willpower. Do we have it? Do we not have willpower? And as I've been talking through the show, we don't really have willpower or free will as it is. And because of our belief systems... And if we have a belief, a negative belief, an untrue belief about ourselves or about an action, that this untrue belief keeps us doing the things over and over again, it's not really us doing that act. It is the belief telling us this is the safe place to be. This is the place of pleasure to be and you know what that's what we're wired for is pleasure just go for the pleasure even if it's temporary but you know what we can have that pleasure permanently by learning to love and learning to love can get us out of this pain pleasure cycle And I'm talking about unconditional love. It's, I love myself, I love other people, I love situations. 
no matter what. And folks, it's not easy. You have to do it every minute of every day for everything that comes up. If you find yourself getting upset or triggered, as it were, to act in a negative way, or you did act or react in a negative way to something, take time to sit back and just say, what was it that caused me to react that way? And you know what? You can do the love thing even after you react negatively. It would literally cancel the effects of your actions. I'm speaking energetically. Now, if your actions cause you to have more problems in the job, it is a conscious effort, again, to start acting in love. And the interesting thing about taking every moment of every day just for the next 60 seconds to say, I'm going to do the next 60 seconds with unconditional love. The interesting thing about that is that has no willpower involved. That has no free will involved. And the reason that is, is because we are wired. We are wired for love, joy, and peace. Even the scientists that have done all this research with free will will say, yeah, our brain, our nervous system, it's firing off in this way. And every time a person acts a certain way, it is causing these neurons and these nerves to fire and all of this neurochemicals to go start floating around in the bloodstream. And it's because those neurochemicals cause pleasure. But when a person acts in love, it still causes the pleasure. And when you start acting every 30 seconds, every 60 seconds, every two minutes, on and on, every day, in unconditional love, then it starts to change those beliefs. It's not willpower, it's love that is acting here. So let's just say you're tempted to steal a dollar bill off the top of somebody's desk for whatever reason. And you've done it before. What do you do? There's that little voice in the back of your head, one that's saying, Do it. Nobody will know. It's just a dollar. 
But then there's that other little voice that says, no, that's wrong. Our society says that's wrong. What do you do? You've got those two little voices. Take a deep breath. And as you're breathing out, say, I desire to act in love. Is it demonstrating love to the person that owns that dollar bill by taking it away from them? I would say not. And is it an act of love for yourself to be a thief? I would say not. So an action in love would be to say, I'm going to act in love. I'm going to turn around and walk away. It's more than just forgiveness. It is loving yourself. That's the way to start getting your free will back. And start working on your current programming. Yes, those beliefs could be considered programming, just like a virus on a computer that's messing up with the programming. You can say things like, I desire to believe the whole truth. I am willing to believe the whole truth. I am ready to believe the whole truth. I will believe the whole truth. And you add behind that, I desire to believe the whole truth and only the truth about who I am and what I am and who I am not and what I am not. So if you have that belief that I am a thief, even if it's just a dollar bill, even if it's just a quarter You've got that belief that I'm a thief. You also have the belief that it's not okay to be a belief. But the I am a thief is a little deeper entrenched. So acting in love is saying, I will act in love and I am not a thief. The truth is, I am not a thief. The truth is, I am honest. That's how you begin to have free will. It's not easy. And it has to be done energetically. So seek out some energetic means to change those beliefs. Anything like the healing codes, of course. Anything like tapping or the emotion code or rapid eye technology. There's lots of them. Well, folks, it's come time for the end of the show. And as a very wise man said, please guard your heart above all else, for everything you do flows from it. It is because of those beliefs 
those negative beliefs that your free will is being stolen. Until next week, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to the healing whisper of return to peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Oh,